You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Inside Purple and Gold. Hey, welcome to Inside Purple and Gold. Jace Frederick, Dane Mizutani here on Odyssey's Vikings podcast talking about Minnesota's collapse, no-show, I don't know what you want to call it, Dane, but they were absolutely destroyed um, in in many facets, but particularly offensively um, in their 24-7 to loss to Philadelphia on Monday night. This was, I thought, we talked about a statement opportunity coming into Philadelphia tonight to really prove something, and um, I think they did. Um, I think that it's it looks a lot more like the Vikings of old than, than the Vikings of new that maybe we thought we saw a week ago. Yeah, uh, no show. It probably isn't doesn't even do this thing justice. It was it was abysmal, and it could have been way, way, way worse. Philly partially took their foot off the gas in the second half. Partially just played terribly. Committed they turnovers, tried, penalties. Tried their best. Everything. Tried tried their best to let Minnesota back into this game, and and Minnesota refused every at every single turn to to grab any sort of momentum and and use it in a positive way. You're right. This feels a lot like last year. It felt like a, a lot like last year in the first half. And, and just looking at everything, um, you know, from, from that point on, uh, I don't know how you can walk away from this game feeling good. Hey, as I was watching it, you know, we talked after that Green Bay game. We're like, okay, yeah, Minnesota did a lot of things well. But let's not forget that Green Bay was missing two of their starting linemen. That, you know, Green Bay is adjusting to a new wide receiver core. That Green Bay, frankly, has had a lot of coverage blown coverages uh, throughout that game that led to open receivers. And we try to chalk some of it up to scheme, but you also know that's maybe a first first game with the secondary really struggling. Like Green Bay kicked itself a lot um, and was not a perfect opponent last week, and the Vikings took advantage. Philly, we mentioned in a lot of ways, is a lot better. Um, and and Philly did a lot of good, and Minnesota just didn't have anything to stand up to any of it. Um, and whether that was Jalen Hurts ripping them apart in every single way in the first half, or I think most notably, my biggest takeaway was just how bad this Vikings offense was um, in every respect. Couldn't establish the run. Didn't necessarily try to too much, but no success when it was there. Uh, Justin Jefferson was beat by Darius Slayer, like head to head. That was he was just. I've never seen Justin Jefferson in about two seasons now get just outplayed by his corner uh, more so than tonight. Like we wanted Jair Alexander versus Justin Jefferson last week, we didn't get it. Green Bay didn't scheme it up that way. Philly said, "Okay, here's Darius Slay and Justin Jefferson," and Darius Slay took Justin Jefferson to task. Um, possession after possession. So that's something for him to look at. And Kirk Cousins is the biggest storyline of the night. He was horrific. I mean, he was horrific in the way that everybody who talks bad about Kirk Cousins points to performances like this and rightfully so. Like he crumbled in every possible way. Uh, the, the heat got turned up and he folded like a lawn chair time and time again. Um, you can pick every single time, even when the defense, even when the special teams are making plays to set the Vikings up, Kirk Cousins yet again would go out there and just crumble to nothing. Um, that was... There was no leadership. There was no calm. There was no like, hey, let's let's figure this out. We can get something going. There's, I don't see what anything teammates would see right there out of the quarterback in that second half and believe that any charge is coming. Um, he just he just shrunk. He shriveled. It was nothing. Uh, he was that was Kirk Cousins at his very worst, and we've seen Kirk Cousins at his very worst in big moments far too often in his time here in Minnesota. Yeah, we talk a lot about the the record in prime time, uh, and we talk about it because. 
he sucks in primetime. And and he sucked again in primetime tonight. 27 of 46 for 221, one touchdown, three picks. Actually, the only thing that would have made this primetime Kirk Cousins game more primetime is if he got in the end zone late and made it 24-14 instead of 24-7. If, if as bad as he played, the Vikings only lost by 10. And, and man, he, he had two touchdowns and, and 230 yards. and Looks like he kept the Vikings in it. But don't be fooled. And and maybe we should look ourselves in the mirror too. And, and were we fooled? Like, this guy is who he is. He is who he is at this point in his career. Just because he had a good game against Green Bay, who for some reason last week refused to let Jair Alexander follow Justin Jefferson around the field. I don't want to say I thought Kirk Cousins was fixed, but I thought maybe under this new regime, maybe they'll be able to figure figure out a way to get the most of him. And, and then he goes out and lays an egg like tonight. Uh, Jace, the three picks were egregious. Like you look at this this game, and we can, we can get into like the nitty gritty of the first half later. We have a lot to say about the defense. Questionable decision at the end of the first half by Kevin O'Connell. We'll talk a little bit about that. But coming out of the gates at, at halftime, it's it's 24 to 7, and, and you have a chance. And they march right down the field on the first drive of, of, of the second half, get all the way down there. He throws a picket from the Philadelphia 19. Okay. Well, that, that wasn't great, but let's talk about that. Down... Let's talk about that. Pick. Okay. Let's go there first. Yeah. Cause, cause Joe Buck had a lot to say about that. Or Aikman. Aikman, Aikman, Aikman right, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because so we see, we see the play and you certainly see it like Justin Jefferson. It's like a, a deep in Justin Jefferson supposed to come across Darius Slay's face and, and Kirk Cousins throws the in route there. And Justin Jefferson said kind of like broke it off, made it more of a post went behind Slay. Um, and so the ball is, where the route is supposed to go is where Kirk Cousins puts it. Um, it's an interception for Darius Slay. All the conversation is that's on Justin Jefferson. And no doubt, Justin Jefferson did not do the right thing there. You know, you're supposed to make that cut, come across Slay's face, and be there. Um, but nobody can tell me that that was a good decision because Darius Slay was all sitting on that route. He literally like broke the route for Justin Jefferson. That's why Justin Jefferson broke off the route, which is not what he should have done there. But either way, Darius Slay was on that ball. Um, and people looking at it like that's a touchdown if Justin Jefferson does the right thing. No, it's not. It still might be an interception. At best, that's going to be an incomplete pass. Um, I'm all for giving your best players a shot, but that was not a good decision of where to go with that ball and that play. So like, I'm not giving Kirk Cousins a total out there because it maybe it shouldn't have been a pick, but that was not a good place to put the ball on that play there's no way Darius Slay was sitting on that ball you're you're 100% right and and that kind of leads into what I'll talk about on all these all his interceptions but the thing with Kirk Cousins throughout his career it's what's made him so unlikable I think is that he's so robotic it's always well that's where my reads are taking me I'm just trusting my reads here and and what he saw was that this is supposed to be an in and I'm gonna throw the in that's what he that's what went through his head. I can guarantee you that's that's what was going through his head as he unleashed this ball. Like I said no to this option, no to this option, and this is the the last option. I said yes to this option and and Justin's supposed to be there. We gotta look. like you're not wrong, Jace. like does Justin Jefferson pull up a little bit on that route and maybe sit into in the back of the end zone because he sees Darius Slays breaking up on it? Yeah, if Kirk Cousins, takes a one more second and the pocket was collapsing around him. So we'll give him that 
Justin Jefferson's wide open, and then there's nothing but green grass on the left side of the end zone. It's okay to kind of ad lib there to, to 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 slide right, buy a little bit of time, realize Slay has continued to take the end, and Justin Jefferson's wide open in the back of the end zone. So while Justin Jefferson definitely deserves some fault for that that interception. You can't put it all on him because Kirk threw the ball. He threw the ball right to Darius Slay. He threw the ball right to where Darius Slay was going to be, whether Justin Jefferson crossed his face or not. Like you said, it was an interception, and at best, it would have been an incompletion. Which but, leads us to the next interception, yeah, right? Go ahead. Yeah. So the, Philadelphia gets the ball back after the, the first drive of the second half. They march right down the field, look like they're about to, to basically put the game away, right? 20, 24-7 at that point, lining up for a field goal. And the Vikings block it. They block the field goal, and Chris Boyd somehow gets caught by a punter. I have I have no idea. I think me and you may, might have been able to outrace that punter in the open field. Credit to both and, of them, both of the specialists for Philly. Like both of them were fast. Um, they they were both like legitimately running. Uh, Jake Elliott almost made the tackle, and then, and then the punter slash holder comes through with the tackle. Like good hustle. Were, were, were they fast? Or, or 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 was is Chris Boyd just maybe slow? I can't be because that slow. Uh, then then honestly, Jake Elliott and and I don't know the punter's name for, for the Philadelphia Eagles, but let's put let's let's put let's run a race because they might have four six speed in in the forty yard dash the way they ran down Chris Boyd in the open field. If if Chris Boyd just picks up that ball like like he should, and 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 houses it, like it's twenty four to fourteen. It's a brand new game. And instead, he doesn't, right? That's, okay, but see, at that point, everybody who's watching that sees how detrimental that is, um, that he doesn't score because you just knew the Vikings weren't going to score there. Like, that's how poorly the offense was playing, was it was like, well, didn't score, that's that. Um, yeah, that's that was that was it. <laughs> it's it's the classic, every hustle play is rewarded. And like, but as a, as a Vikings fan, from a Minnesota perspective, you just knew. Like, oh man, this hustle play is about to be rewarded because like you said, the Vikings had absolutely nothing at that point. And three plays later, Kirk Cousins throws his second interception of the game. Chris Boyd gets caught right after that. He gets caught at the 30 yard line. So you're thinking, and maybe the Vikings will at least get a field goal here. Greg Joseph's automatic. They run Dalvin Cook for three yards. Second and seven, pass incomplete to Dalvin Cook, which... The Vikings got away with an offensive pass interference, and Justin Jefferson was wide open down the right side of the, the side of the field when when Kirk Cousins opted to throw Dalvin Cook on the screen. And then on the very next play, he he compounds that mistake of missing Jefferson wide open and thinks he sees cover too. The 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 cornerback Avante Maddox plays it really well, kind of baits him into the throw. Kirk goes for Adam Thielen kind of on a corner route, and Avante Maddox picks it off. I think right then and there, you knew the game was completely over. Like, no matter how much Philadelphia wanted to try to let the Vikings back into this game, they just would not take it. And and you saw it right there. Um, we didn't even need the fourth quarter to, to know that that game was over. Uh, just a quick, so it was Aaron Sipos was the punter for the Eagles who makes the tackle. You're um, saying that right? I don't know if that's how you say his last name. That's how <laughs> I'm pronouncing it. S-I-P-O-S-S. Uh, his 40 time at the combine was 5.09 seconds. So not fast. Jake okay. Elliott's was 4.79 seconds. So mm. a little faster. Um, not super fast, but I think Elliott slows down boy and Sipos comes in and cleans up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, some good hustle by those guys. But I'm with you. The pick, I mean, like 
literally like Aikman was describing and he's like Jefferson's supposed to be your first read there on the touchdown like what should have been a touchdown and said Kirk defers and goes down to Cook I thought all night um Kirk Cousins just went to the check down almost instinctually and yeah Philly brought a lot of pressure but it just it just really turned to seem to kind of turn Kirk Cousins into, okay, how do I get rid of this ball? Um, and it's often Irv Smith, you know, in the flats, or it's Dalvin Cook or Alexander Madison in the flats. Like, that's it. Like, there was no progression. It was often just going to those guys and, you know, taking the dump off for two yards. In the first half, we saw, like, okay, it's third and five. Oh, Irv Smith is being blanketed by, like, James Bradbury, like a, a, a really solid corner. It's not – it's a terrible mismatch for the Vikings. Irv Smith is just covered like a book. Um, he's not running a deep enough route for a first down, and that's where Kirk Cousins goes. Um, so a lot of that, and we see that all the time from Kirk Cousins, and it's the biggest head-scratcher ever. But uh, another time where he just, like, he went to the easy check-down route. He didn't even stick with what the first read was, which would have been a touchdown, and then he throws the pick the next play. So more terrible quarterback play. Yeah, and it's – it goes back to this this training camp anecdote that I can't get out of my head. And I think I've mentioned it a couple of times on the podcast. Kirk Cousins talked about in OTAs when he first got up with, with Kevin O'Connell and Wes Phillips. There was a particular play. And he remembers it in OTAs and he told the story in training camp. But back in OTAs, Kirk Cousins was going through his progression on, on whatever route it was, whatever concept it was. And he, he said, I said no to the first route, no to the second route, no to the third route, and finally got to my fourth route, the check down, and said yes. And, and Kevin O'Connell and Wes Phillips, as the story goes, pulled Kirk Cousins aside and says, you never say no to that, that whatever read it was. Don't get to the check down. Throw it. Give your guy a chance. And Kirk Cousins talked about this in, in training camp, at the beginning of training camp. And he said, I'm just trying to figure out how they want me to play the position. You know, like they – I'm trying my best to figure out what they want me to do. And then I'm going to go out and execute it as best I can. And then you hear him before the, the season opener against green Bay. And, and you start to hear how maybe things aren't, haven't changed because he, he, before the season opener, I know he was great in that game, but he said, no, I'm just going to play the quarterback position the way I've always played it. And it didn't come back to bite him against green Bay, but man, it, it sure came back to bite him against Philly because he played the quarterback position. Like he's always played it. It's, he's trusting his reads, even if his reads are wrong. And he saw that on, on every single interception tonight. And moreover, like you look at him and the primetime game, I think this is why we talk so much about it because it's just revved up. Everyone's watching. He struggled in these moments. But he gets rattled too, and he was rattled tonight. And he was rattled all night long, especially in the second half when things weren't going the Vikings' offense way. Like you like you mentioned in, in the opening you know, the intro to this podcast, Kirk Cousins brought no calm. He played the quarterback position the way he's always played it badly when things get bad. Yeah, let's take a quick break and we'll come right back to that. I want to touch more on that exact point um, inside purple and gold. Be right back after this.